I'm back. Yeah, so I'm on the floor again. <laughs> it's so comfortable. Um, I've always liked the floor. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I think it may be from a childhood thing. I've always liked the floor. Like, I'm in my room. I have a bed and I have a chair. But yet I'm on the floor. Yeah. It's like the floor, it's comfortable. Um, I think today, what I want to discuss, um, have more of a relaxed conversation. To be honest, these these episodes, I think they're always going to be... Okay, let me not say always, because I don't want the future holds. But, um, yeah, I'm going to try and make them as relaxed as I can. Um, and have more of a sister-to-sister -sister conversation with you. Um, I think I want to focus on differences. Um, I have my tea next to me. I'm going to try not to slurp. Um, but I just needed to have some tea, so bear with me. Is it really bear with me? Because I'm still going to drink my tea anyway. But hey... Enjoy. <laughs> um, so, when we look at differences as women, um, I think it's important to understand that um, the more we celebrate each other, and let me not knock it, let me not knock it, so I won't even say that. Um, but the more we celebrate each other, I think the more we will be able to look at ourselves and understand that we bring value, um, like the next, the next sister. Um, you know, today I felt amazing going, um, to the docks and, um, I felt comfortable in my own skin, comfortable in my womanhood. Um, and for me, the joy that was in me, I just, you know, I like saying good morning to people anyway, and I'm trying to do it more and more. Because um, there was a time where I kind of stopped doing it. Um, but when like me having that joy in who I am, I feel like it makes other people feel comfortable. And a lot of times we, we think it's the opposite. Maybe, maybe it's just me. But I would go as far to say that people feel more comfortable than jealous or envious. Maybe that's just me, but that's how I see it. Um, because I think what you have to remember is everyone's got their own life circumstances to deal with. And a lot of times when you feel like someone's talking about you or looking at you or not inviting you out to functions and events, intimate gatherings um people are just they're just trying to get by in life 
and um, today I just saw how many people were so friendly towards me. Um, and not just me, like even people who I didn't smile at first, they smiled at me and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's important to understand that one of the gifts that God has given us as women um, is that warm inviting space um, for anyone to feel comfortable. Like I saw a dad and his son um, taking pictures and oh he was so cute, I had to, I had to say something. I was like, oh, he's so cute, because he literally was like, cheese, it was so, so cute, and the dad was like, we can take one of you if you want, but I was alright, I, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't it, I wasn't in any mood for any photo taking, so, um, I passed on that, but I was like, oh, have a nice day, um, because I just wanted to sit down and chill, um, and, you know, even the little boy was so happy, and I think, We've become so afraid as women um, of how we're viewed, not just safety-wise, but just how we're viewed in general, where we have become so hard and cold. And some of you may disagree with me, and some of you may think, Ronnie, no, we're not trying to go back to the 50s. But take this whole notion of gender roles, and you will hear me speak about it, just easy to reference. But for this conversation, Take the notion out of gender roles and look at the attributes of God. Look at the attributes he has given us as people. And it is it has always been his will for us as women to have this type of warmness in our character where people feel they can approach us or people feel they can ask guidance and wisdom. People can cry on our shoulders. And today, walking and just having some small encounters with people, because there was another lady I spoke to when she, she had her children. And, oh, her little girl was absolutely beautiful. Um, and they were saying hi to me and stuff, and I said hi to them back. And... Um, you know, unless it's interactions like that, like people with their children or with pets, we, we, we keep to ourselves. And I think we've affected, we've allowed culture to affect us so much where there's that lack of human interaction. And I know that there is so much that happens in this world, but can I honestly say this? With all the bad, there is equally great good in this world. Um, and I honestly believe this, my opinion, but it's not even just my opinion as well as the word of God. Um, but I want to say my opinion for the sake of respecting, um, other opinions. I believe what you focus on is what you're surrounded by. Um, and if you focus more on the negative, it will feel like you just so happen to have so many negative experiences. But your perception creates your reality. The Bible says that what is in a man's heart will flow out. It will come out of it, come out of him, meaning um, 
what he is feeling, desiring, thinking, hoping for, fighting against, envious of. Through his actions, through his lifestyle, you will see that come forth. So when people say your perception creates your reality, it's basically just going back to the word of God and understanding that if you focus on the negative, I, I fully don't understand everything. I just want to put that out there. Um, but because I believe that we are not just flesh, but we are soul and we are spirit. I believe there's so much that we we can't see that takes place. And, um, you know, prayers is is one of the best examples. You you verbally speak, but you will see that God will give a physical, a verbal, a mental answer to whatever situation, circumstance, whatever it, it be, good or bad. Um, how many people have asked, you know, the best example I can give, let's just say, um, money. How many people have prayed in the quiet of their room, no one knowing what was said, when they prayed, how they prayed, how long they prayed, but a week later they receive that money physically in their hand transferred to their bank account and that comes from understanding that this world is is deeper than we can imagine what we see is not everything that we see and i believe um as women that we need to get back to that nature of having that warmth and that kindness about us i know sometimes and i've said this before i've been sexually harassed sexually violated as a child um, as a teenager so i understand sis that um sorry about that that's my neighbors um i understand sis that it can be out of a place of fear where we feel like i can't be kind i can't be warm because people are going to take that for a sign of weakness and people are going to see that as something that they can prey upon so i need to be firm so they know um basically not to f with me um and i've 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 been walking around like that and the thing is um, originally as a child I was always a bubbly and warm girl but along the, the way of just different things happening to me in life I became so hard and, and solid um, you know especially for my black sisters out there um, being a black woman myself I know that this term the aggressive black woman I know that it doesn't come from nowhere we weren't born weird or odd to any of the races um and we just we something in our genes we just came out different no i i know that's not the case um i know being a black woman of the circumstances that we are surrounded by um and us feeling as though we are the only ones to protect ourselves even with um I was watching a video clip on YouTube in regards to Sarah's case and um, 
you know, just updates and stuff and I can't remember the American news channel, but they were saying of the percentage of women who feel um I can't was it was it safe or unsafe? I can't even remember. Um exactly so i'm so sorry this seems bad but um i think that's just part of being dyslexic i get stuff confused um but i remember anyway i think it was unsafe i think it wasn't safe because it would make sense for the videos watching um and in the category of the people who felt the least safe was us black women um Essentially, this is not me trying to put hierarchy on women feeling unsafe because I don't want any woman to feel unsafe. But I'm just saying to just prove that point that um, we, f you know, we we amongst women feel the least unsafe, and I understand where that comes from. So I'm speaking to everyone, um, and I'm speaking also from that um, position as well. Um, So hear me out when I say this, knowing that I am an ethnic minority, knowing that things are not the greatest for women when it comes to safety and things being even worse for specifically black women, listen to me when I say you must trust in God. It is not easy. Um, and it can be difficult like even today amongst the good vibes amongst the joy i had in my heart um amongst just feeling and looking great some guy came up to me um and he was like um are you aj and the way he came up to me it was very weird um and i awaited some seconds when he walked past me further down the dock to look at him and he looked behind him and I thought oh god um, and I just prayed a quick um word of prayer because um he the way he approached me it wasn't it wasn't um what's the word it wasn't the most comfortable the way he approached me but what I understood in that moment was I can't allow the fear of this guy who looks very suspicious coming up to me and asking me if I'm AJ um, and then walking away and then looking back. I can't hold on to that because that means I don't live. It is not easy, but it becomes easier with Christ. And after that encounter and I pray the prayer, I just let it go. And for the rest of the time out there, I forgot about it, like literally I forgot about it and I enjoyed myself. Um, and I'm not asking you to be dismissive or be delusional um, or say, sis, hey, what are you talking about? Walk out any time of the night you want to. Sis, wear whatever you want to. Like, I'm speaking in those terms because I know that unfortunately it shouldn't be the case. But things are just different for men and women in those areas. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, 
Trusting in the God who has your past, present and future is understanding that when we have encounters, when we have situations that are devastating, that are frightening, that place fear and anger within us, is giving it back to God. Because one of the things that I feel that God has broken the stronghold and now I'm learning how to live in the fruitfulness of this, but also as well, still letting go of things that I struggle with is fear. Through the different encounters I've had, a lot of fear has built up within me over the years. Where to a point, I remember some years ago, I had such bad anxiety to leave the house. Now remember, well, maybe you may not have listened to any of the other episodes besides this one, but let me introduce you to this part of who I am. I am a massive extrovert. I came out of the womb an extrovert, um, <laughs> and I am just an extrovert. So you imagine someone being such a big extrovert and then becoming so quiet and timid to a point where I thought, is my character changing? Am I an introvert? Now along the way as you get older, you change and you develop, but you don't completely change who you are in certain areas of your life. Um, you are who you are, like that's what God has placed within you. Um, and I am an extrovert and now um, in my life where I'm walking out and just giving all those fears over to God, I am not just becoming more confident um, in my sensuality, my sexuality, but I'm understanding whether it be my safety, whether it be my perception and um, whether it be my love life is just understanding to give it to God because can I say this and please take this with a pinch of salt my darling we all go through stuff in life be it male female be it black white being able-bodied disabled be it poverty or wealth and what i want you to understand is not that you should ignore your struggles but don't forget the one who says vengeance is mine who says leave everything in my hands situations where i've been wronged in life i haven't seen everything of what god has done but he's allowed me to see one or two stuff to show me as a reminder ronnie have forgotten you and the, these seagulls my gosh do they not sleep um what was i saying yeah, he hasn't forgotten me. And um, I have seen, well, heard anyway, when it was, when someone said, um, hey, this is what's happened to this person. And I literally was like, I felt so sorry for them because I was like, oh, God, your word doesn't return back to you, Boyd. And bearing in mind, this was like a year later. Um, and I remember God was like, you need to just separate from the environment, from the people. Because um, I, I was waiting for, um, I was waiting for justice. Um, and this wasn't, this wasn't in any regards to any type of abuse, but this was how I was slandered um, and lied upon. Um, and everybody around me thought that what was said about me was true. And that's another thing I want to speak about um, from females to females we have to be careful how we speak about our sisters but i'll get into that probably more in another episode um and i remember weeping and being so angry and saying god am i an actual joke 
like I, I didn't do what was said um, and you've allowed me for all this time to walk around like like a mockery like let, let, let me let me set the scene for you so after what was said it may have been almost a year or a year where I was still in this environment so I was being mocked on top of everything else that was taking place for almost a year um, and then when I left the environment it was another year later um, where I heard what had taken place with this person so essentially almost two years until um you know what was done to me um the person reaped what they sold essentially and i remember in that time i was so angry with god because i was like what's the point of being a christian if this is what's going to take place and what's the point of being a christian when um you know, it's one thing, God, me sinning and falling short of your glory, but it's another thing when I haven't even done that. Um, and I remember God just speaking to me over that time and saying, Ronnie, trust in me, Ronnie. There was different things in it. There was forgiveness. There was um, patience. There was kindness. Um, there was humility. Um, and I was learning these things. So when that day came and I heard what happened, um... I was shocked, I'm not going to lie, like any other human being, I kind of was happy, but then I repented because I realised that as much as it wasn't nice what happened, we all make mistakes and I wouldn't want someone to be celebrating mine, let's just keep it at that. Um, but also as well, I started going back over the conversations and the experiences God was giving me over that time. And I said, Lord, you actually are right. It's it's taken from what I have felt like a long time. But the truth of the matter is, God, um, I have become better from it. And that person hopefully will learn not to do what they did. Because it wasn't just to me, there was it was other stuff going on. But hopefully they'll become better that's their lesson to learn but my lesson was understand that i can't take things in into my own hands i can't change who i am because of other people and that guy coming up to me um i believe that it was a tactic of the enemy to try and make me feel fearful because i'm now like in a place where i'm confident to be outside and feel comfortable but I also believe that within that, God was teaching me something. And it's understanding that I can't walk around with a spirit of fear. Because can I say this to you, sis? The enemy is so cunning. You're not just going to be fearful about your safety. But it will spread into your love life. It will spread into your education. It will spread into your occupation. It will spread into your health. Because one of the things I've been learning as well is, and a lot of women don't know this, un unless you you know do the studies and talk to doctors and and you learn um just the beauty of the human body um a lot of stress and anxiety that we take on um it physically impacts us and it affects our bodies and it happens to men as well but in a, in a different way in different parts of their body essentially um they may not talk too much on them because i haven't done 
much research on, on men. But as a woman, I know this and I've seen the effects of my life. I've seen even the way my cycles have been all over the place due to stress and anxiety and unforgiveness. And people say, whoa, unforgiveness, yes. Because let me break it down for you. Unforgiveness comes with anger, frustration, um, replaying events mentally. Um, so you're giving brain energy to what has taken place. It's time consuming. Um, it affects your sleep. And I remember when my cycle I was talking to my mentor and I was telling her and she said actually she was she was um she's a Christian as well, so our conversation was much deeper and she was like, um, it could be stress, Ronnie. It could be stress. Because was it, it was about four months my cycle was mad to the point where I thought I was like I had some kind of cancer um, or some type of thyroid and I needed to go to the doctors. I kid you not. I kid you not. Over that time, as God, as God was working within me, and I was learning that I had to accept forgive, forgiveness for people who have wronged me, and understand that I need to let go of anger and fear. Um, I kid you not, the moment I made that decision to start that journey, my cycle literally went back to normal. I kid you not. I kid you not, and I'm, I'm not the only one I've heard this, like, you know, you hear stuff, but because I've now experienced it, um, I was like, whoa, it is actually true, like, doctors will tell you, um, sometimes certain parts of your body that is not working the way it normally does, it's just due to stress and anxiety, literally, but you, you have to question yourself and you have to wonder where does that come from. And I think understanding um, that God has blessed us as women to be people to hold peace and joy and love um, in a way that is unique to our nature ask god to replace all these things in your life that are affecting you and making you feel cold or making you feel like you you know you can't have people approach you because can i tell you this and it was so powerful when i heard it walls don't just so happen to protect you but they also block you they also block you and the answer is not a wall in your life. The answer is Christ. And can I say this as well? Sis, you can't stop everything in life. You just can't. What you can do is be obedient to Christ and ask God to guide you in situations that you should be in. Situations that you shouldn't be in seeking wisdom doing the best that you can for you and just leaving everything into god's hands you know um this this i didn't expect to come down this path <laughs> is what i, I want to say 
but I just feel like it needs to be said. Um, and imagine if I had allowed that guy to steal my joy and say, God, I need to go back into the house, um, go back to my apartment because some guy has just come up to me randomly asking me if I'm this person and looking back at me like, what is this? It, my day wouldn't have turned out the way it did. The thing is, this God is so good because he would have defended me. He would have defended me. Um, and I don't know why he came up to me. I really don't know. Um, it may not have been anything to do with my safety. But what I know is this. These subtle things that the enemy does, the small foxes, don't let them be in the vineyard of your heart. Don't let them be in those areas where you're meant to be sweet and girly. Like I'm not talking about wearing pink, but I just mean having that awesome smile on your face. Whether it is dancing around your apartment or loving to bake, or whether it is you just love to live life on the edge and everybody knows you as the girl who is awesome, awesome in every single sport. That's the girl I'm talking about. The girl who just is willing to try everything. The girl who is unapologetic in her style and in her fashion. The girl who loves to blast music, that is the girl I'm talking about. Why should you stop your hobbies, your passions? Why should you stop wearing pink or purple? Why should you stop doing sports? Because it may be your particular sport is majority men and you just feel insecure being with them. Why should you not be bold? and debate why should you feel insecure because you are the best person at minecraft but you just feel as though you don't want to do it because you don't want to surround yourself with guys who will make inappropriate comments and jokes why do you feel like you can't be you like can we just take a pause on our sensuality our sexuality as women you are a person who is awesome and um, you shouldn't stop being awesome for anyone nor any circumstances like take your time to heal take your time to vent let out your anger and frustration ask all the questions you need to don't hold anything back from God ask them all but when you're done that, and when you finish, ask him to place again that you within you, who you <laughs> are meant to be. Because now that I am actually walking who am I meant to be, and it's happening slowly, when I say I feel fabulous, I feel sexy, I feel gorgeous, I feel, 
Oh, I just feel so good. It's going through these experiences and journeys, being slandered, and every woman's, I've done it, so let's not, you know, say, oh my gosh, Ronnie, I feel so sorry for you. Yes, you can weep for me if you want to, but I've done it. We've all done it. Jealousy, envy, we've all done it. But these things that happen to us, let's not allow people or circumstances to rob who we are. Because can I say this? And you probably will hear me say this so many times. When you give an account to God of the life that you have lived, what will you say? What if God presents in front of you a screen of all the other people who suffered just like you? Different races, different backgrounds, men and women. You don't want to stand in the presence of God and be silent. Because when you see that and there's nowhere to hide mentally and emotionally and physically, you will know that we all, we all have experiences in life. And you will understand that God is so loving that he was willing every step of the way to heal you, to renew you, to restore you, to make you even greater than you were yesterday. That would be such a shame to stand in the presence of God and be silent. So let's unpause our sensuality and sexuality and let's look at the gift of God making us women fearfully and wonderfully made. You are blessed to carry life in this world. Do you know what an honour that is? To bring forth the next generation. As women, we look at just creating families, but do you also know in terms of the attributes and i think i want to go through this in another episode that god has given us we carry dreams and visions and we bring it forth in this world any woman who is in a relationship or will get into a relationship the man needs you equally as much as you need him that's the honest truth God said it's not good for man to be alone, not so he can just have someone who's a sex body or someone to bring his generations forth. Like He didn't do it for that. He did it because he knew that there is someone equal to the greatness of who Adam is. And he knows that Adam would have enjoyed every moment with that person who can also share and give him dreams, lead and guide just like him. So I want you to know that you are unique. You are valued in the eyes of God. Don't let the circumstances of this world stop you from being that person. My tea is kind of lukewarm now. I like it lukewarm. I got sensitive teeth. <laughs> um, and afterwards, I went and did my shopping later on. And I wore like um, a crop top. Well, I made my top into a crop top anyway. 
Um, because my other top, it was time for it to go. And I was so self-conscious walking out because I was like, oh my gosh. Um, I don't know because it was coming up a bit higher than my intention. So I had to pull it down every now and again. Um, and I felt like, oh, I, I was overthinking and I was like, maybe I shouldn't wear it. And I literally just felt the Holy Spirit saying, you're fine. I got you. You're fine. You see, the thing is, when it comes to what we should and shouldn't do, we place the barriers on our life. And we tell ourselves how far we should go and shouldn't go. And what we don't realise is we don't know everything. We don't know everything and we don't know God's will for our lives. And when I was walking out, I would glimpse like in some type of reflection every now and again to look at my stomach. And my top wasn't even so high. <laughs> like, you know, I'm still getting there. I'm still getting there, you know, in the way I dress. Um, but it wasn't even high at all. Like my back was still covered. It was that kind of crop top where you just saw a little bit of stomach, but my back, like the top was still low in the back. Like, and I realized coming back and, you know, packing my food away, Ronnie, that wasn't God convicting you of your dressing. That was you punishing or making yourself feel that you have to look a certain way. Because what I'm understanding is what's the difference between a crop top and tight jeans? Like, what's the difference? What's the difference between a crop top and a tight top? And your your girl, she carries heavy on top. So for me, whether it is crop or, or tight, my girls are presenting themselves. Literally, like, I can't hide. <laughs> There's no hide and seek. So, you know, like, and I, I oh, I'll give you some stories of times where whew, I was trying to do that spiritual modesty and wear them long, long claws and baggy claws. Um, but that's another time. But essentially, um, I literally felt like I felt fine um, when I first, anyway, dressed myself um, in my apartment. And I never felt convicted of, oh, you should change your clothes. I never felt convicted. But when I walked out, I started overthinking and allow allowing the, the lies of the enemy to make me not enjoy myself and think, oh, you're not dressing modestly. And I remember just praying when I was going in the escalator, um, on the escalator. And the Holy Spirit said, you're fine, I got you. And it's the same thing in other areas of our life. Can I tell you this? When we look at the case of Sarah, you can do all the right things and the circumstance doesn't work out that way. So, that, so what then? And that's where a lot of people, their mental health starts plummeting because they get fearful because they feel like I've done all the right things. That's when you take things into your own hands. And I'm not condemning anyone whose mental health has plummeted. If you listen to the rest of the podcast, you will know I'm an advocate for mental health awareness. But being an advocate, 
also understanding what the word of God says is sometimes we bring these things upon ourselves by not surrendering them to God. The thing is this, there is so much that you have to show the world and don't let the lies of the enemy of people make you feel small. Be who you're meant to be and trust in God for everything. So yeah, I'm going to finish my tea. Will I heat it up? No, I don't really like that whole reheating tea. Might as well make a fresh cup. But um, I think I can survive it. Yeah, I can. Um, but yeah. Bye. We should do this again. Well, you know where to find me.